I want to live off off the grid, upstate. Like, I want to live in the wilderness. Busy. No, you don't. You want to do that for a day or two. You, don't you want guys, to I do. You don't know me. You I do. Bitch. I want to do pottery. I want to do my fucking bad art. Why and I want to just be like off the grid. I want to be on the grid. The pizza is not coming to your house with a phone call if you off the grid. Okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. We're catching up with Miss Sicky Sick Pants. Oh, no. Are you sick? I fucking got COVID, Shantira. Fuck. You got to rest. I got to rest. I think it's the that's universe how, telling, telling me how, that. If you don't, that's how everybody has long COVID. You got to take a break. You got to lay down. I'm laying down. I've been laying down. I actually almost was going to do this from my bed. You should. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you should. Well, who knows? We'll see how long you make it sitting up. I know. It's also, true. Do you have a haircut? I mean, it's been a minute, but yeah. This chopped my hair bob. off. I like a lot. I like a long bob. This is good. <laughs> I mean, you're sick, but it was good. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm like, Guys, in case hi. you didn't know, Shantira came back to visit us. <laughs> this is This is only like three years in the making. <laughs> yes. We've been busy. Also, can you hear me? It took me a minute because I needed to find the cord for my mic. Does this sound okay? Yeah, you sound yeah. great. Thank you. I do not use this very much. And I was like, where is this micro USB cord? I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so nice to see you. It's nice to see you guys. Hello. I know Hello. you look so cute. Thank you. Where are you? What is this new apartment? This is the house that I rent because I'll never be able to buy a house. And this is the house that I rent, and this is the office that I have. Oh my god, it's so cute! Thank so you. great. I we painted this wall, and let me tell you, the other walls is white because after I painted this, I was like, no, that's it's the end. So <laughs> hard. Shantira's in walls. front of a beautiful yellow wall. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. My husband graciously, like when we bought this house, it was painted terracotta, which isn't mm-hmm. really, it's not my jam. And also yeah. it's not really the vibe of the house. And like he painted it before some party and the, uh, but never got to the fourth side. Like he ran out of time yeah. and he was like, it's okay. I left that one for last. That's the one that no one will come through to get to the backyard. It's like three years later, and that ha- that side is still terracotta. No, no, no. Leave it. It's over. It's <laughs> a wrap. It's over. I was like, I'm going to do so many coats, and I'm going to do so many walls. No, I didn't. No. I did one wall, and I did a bunch of coats, and I was like, this how anybody ever going to see? This camera is never moving. No. <laughs> I'm not. I well, it looks, it looks great. It looks great. Thank Painting you. is for the young. Painting is one of those things that always seems like it's going to be so fun. And you're going to like boob each other on the nose with painty fingers. No. And But no. No. What is boob? Is there spots on the floor and they're under this fucking rug? I was like... <laughs> I got to put alcohol on the floor and get on my knees? Absolutely not. When I move out, we'll think that's something for future me to take care of. Yeah, I agree. Coming in with the rug and I'm moving on. <laughs> I hear that. Like, that's, yes. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, yes, so COVID. Wait. 
I can't. Yeah. How am I going to do it, this? Someone explain. We schedule if you need to, because I like I ain't got no job. So <laughs> I know we don't have jobs. I got no job. I got one thing to do tomorrow. I'm going to Jet Propulsion Laboratories for a tour by myself. Um, <laughs> uh, I was like, it took me forever to get a day that was free. The science nerds are always in the building, but I think. I realized that tomorrow is 9-11 and that might have something to do with why all the tours were readily available. Wait, what <laughs> right. is Jet Propulsion Laboratories? It's like um, it's like NASA. It's like um, basically where? Jet Propulsion Laboratories is like where they do like Mars rover stuff. Where like, is it? Fucking <laughs> <in> Glendale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I think I, I like know a couple space. people that work there actually. Oh my God. If, That's very cool. Yeah, um, I met somebody who works there when I went to a wedding and I was like, you're like a real rocket scientist. I do comedy. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I I love space and I'm going by myself at 930 in the morning. It's three hours, <laughs> 930 to 1230. I can't wait. So that's the <laughs> only thing I have. <laughs> <to> reschedule. <laughs> I love that. Oh my I gosh. That you're doing very that. exciting. I'm so glad that you're exciting. going. You were smart. I'm so excited. You were smart to get that date. I'm taking Eli to the stall house coming up in October. And it was also really hard to get a time to go there because they only let like 10 people in at a time. And I think it's because like the house is stuck onto a cliff. And And they don't want to fall off. I feel like if too many people go rumbling around in there, it's dangerous. But it's like an iconic mid-century house. If you've ever seen like a dreamy photo of like a staged cocktail party by the pool at a mid-century house stuck to a cliff, it's the stall house. So I'm looking forward to that. It's it's a little shallower than JPL, but... No, I think one of... Here's the thing. Like, science nerds are on it because I wanted to go in the summer for my birthday. Right. And it was like fucking Taylor Swift tickets. (laughs) The the tickets went online at like nine in the morning. And I was like, do I want to get a... Do you know sometimes you get like an extra ticket to a concert in case somebody wants to go? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll get two tickets to NASA. Maybe 903. Done. Whoa. Done. Because you know what? Probably all those science nerds probably have like figured out some type. They probably like made some widget on their computer to get all the tickets. They got all the tickets and you have to like do it like weeks or months in advance. And then after it closed, it was like, you can buy tickets again on this date. And it was like two months later. So I got up early, got one ticket just for me. (laughs) <laughs> and I chose 9-11 and I was like, I can probably get this. And that's what I did. <laughs> I hope you have so much fun. I hope you meet like a nerd best friend. One time I was at Paisley Park. I wasn't alone on the tour. I was with my husband and my friend. But I'm I when I go to Paisley Park, I am very alone. Like I make yeah. myself alone, you know? Yeah. Because like I want to lo- absorb it. Yeah, and I want to look at everything in my own time. So I could have given the impression that I was alone. And we went into this room, this recording studio, and they were like, would anyone like to play ping pong on Prince's ping pong table? And I was like... I automatically was like, no, no, I could never. And this man that was also on the tour alone, even though I wasn't, he he turned to me and he was like, we got to play. And so, <laughs> and so he was like, gave me a ping pong paddle. And so we played ping pong. And then I was like, I was glad I did that. And then a few minutes later, they were like, would anyone like to step into the recording booth yes, and record yourself to. singing Raspberry Beret? And again, yes. I was about to not raise my hand. And that man turned to me and he was like, you got to do it. I know you can do it. Yes, I love this. I want to do it. 
I had a job before this. We couldn't have jobs. So I won't tell you what job it was. <laughs> and um, they were like, we're giving out offices. And they were like, okay, there's like two offices where people are by themselves. And then there's like two offices where people have to share an office. Yeah. And then they were like, who wants the if, wants the office by yourself? And then like one person was like, I don't care. I do. I said office by myself. The fuck? Why yeah. are you playing around with our dreams here? Yeah. I, Why? Don't light yourself out of an exclusively alone office. That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta say what you want. So yeah, you gotta be like, what? Because you left there being like, damn, I'm so happy I did that. Yeah. Go for it. Go sing that song. Cause like shit, I want it. Give it to me. I don't love that. Nice. Don't polite yourself out of it. Yeah, don't polite yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. She was like, she was like, oh, I don't know. And guess what? She does know. She got a fucking roommate. That's what. <laughs> that's that's right. Knows. That's right. And I've had some doozy office roommates in my mm-hmm. day. This one guy used to always ride his bike into work every morning, and so he was oh. like so from Brooklyn Thank to Manhattan. A man. And then he- yeah. And then he Thank would like you. come up behind me and hug and like kiss me no. on the cheek with his sweaty no. body. No, Times no, were no. different. Times were different. Times yeah. were Absolutely. different. Times were different. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, that like this is not cool. But also it's like, what's the diagnosis on someone like that? Because they know they're sweaty. They know they're doing it to you. No. You know? No, no. I don't like, like that. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's predatory. It's a troll. Also, He's a, it's, yeah. Also, when women's spits. We're always like, oh, we're sweaty. And we smell like fucking, I don't know, cucumber melon or something. When, <laughs> when men sweat, it's like every 14-year-old boy in the world like spits on them and it like comes <laughs> out of their body. Like, so that's extra gross. gross. It's really gross. I <laughs> like, guess one of the good news is of this current COVID. Oh, wait, Gina's back from her walk. Hold on. Oh, God. oh my gosh. I love I, Gina. Uh, I I told Mark he had to come walk Gina because I couldn't go outside. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. Shantier, I was saying that um, last week I was telling Busy that I went on a girls weekend with a bunch of people mm-hmm. that you know, I too. I double tapped it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like Ashley organized like this big Airbnb. And when we got there, there was like rooms that were like two bunk beds and then like rooms that were like... it. It was fine, but it had no windows or whatever. Yeah. And everybody was, like, trying to agree, like, what rooms. And, like, instantly everyone was like, Casey, you should take the main bedroom because you said you wanted to take a bath in the bathtub. And I was like, no, but that's how could I ever? Do not polite yourself out of a bathtub. Absolutely not. Especially one that's not yours. That's not your water. That's a lot of water to fill up the tub. <laughs> so I wound up, I did, I took, I took that room and I took a bath in it and it was really nice. But I was like, it was the most um, generous democratic girls trip ever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, why would you give me that room? But also I'm taking it. I did ask if they, if they thought that I should take a bath because I was older. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> no, no, I just took a bath. Ever since like working with y'all, I really learned that from Busy. I love to take a bath. I take a bath as much as possible. If I have to go out of town, I try to get a, a room at a hotel with a tub. Yeah, like it's I said, so hard now. It's so hard. Everybody wants these like fancy fucking showers that are over here. Give me a bathtub, bro. I yeah. want, I like, that's really like, I've learned a lot from you, Busy, but book in a room with a bathtub. Yes. Hot priority. Top priority. Hot priority. <laughs> 
Oh I just like gosh. had this thing in this, and I'm in, I moved apartments and I'm in this new apartment and mm-hmm. obviously COVID. And I, I, I haven't really showered in this apartment that much. It, like, cause I moved nice. into this apartment in June and I was gone most of the summer and the times that I've showered, it's been really hot out. And so I haven't cared or noticed that mm-hmm. the hot water in the shower isn't isn't as hot as very you want it to be? Hot. It's well, not very and then hot. I, we, I took, took the handle off. Yeah. And, you know, they like redid the apartment before I moved in. They like redid yeah. part, parts of it. Yeah. And they redid part of the bathroom. And there's this little like manufactured thing that's like, you that says like caution. Hot. It limits. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. must, you must adjust the plumber. You must adjust the heat thing before. They obviously didn't do it. The little tag is still there. Like no, it's but like they a, do that because like I lived in an apartment that was like that. And like, I was like, this water is not hot enough. It's not hot enough. And I think it just has some, like, I think everything's taxes. Somebody's but, getting a tax break wait, because the, you don't get enough hot water. But I think landlords do it so that you can't sue them if you like uh, burn yourself oh, or a I child. could burn myself in the sink in the kitchen. Yes, Let me tell you something. Yes. The kitchen is so fucking hot. Because that the doesn't water, have that limiter. They're she just worried about. What is she doing? Do you see this person right here? Yeah, she's oh like gosh, bumping, yeah. she's bumping you for a treat. This wa- this kitchen. One. I literally was like, do I shower in the kitchen? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I did? What I would do sometimes because I was like a little too late. I was like, I don't think we're going to stay in this apartment. So I was like, mm. and I, I also like demanded a new air conditioner. And I think you can only get so much sometimes. Yeah. I always like. Landlord, I'm giving you rent. I've been here for a year. You can afford whatever the fuck it is to fix. But um, I, we moved in and it was, I looked it up. It was like thousands upon thousands of do- dollars for the AC to be replaced because it was old. And then yeah. I was like, ah, get him with the water. <laughs> I was like, fuck around and get this AC first. And then we moved. So whoever's there, I hope they, it wasn't hot enough, but they do that to us. They do that. Well, maybe I'll just hire a, an outside plumber to yeah. come and remove do the it. tag. Yeah. Do maybe it. I'll just look it up and do it myself. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe look on YouTube. Maybe it's like a super simple thing to do. I think it probably is, but I don't have tools no, do here. Do I don't not have tools. Do it. Listen, it's like two things that I will not YouTube. I will not YouTube plumbing because if you don't know what you're doing, the the, the, the secret water terrifies me. Secret water <laughs> terrifies me. I'm like, yeah. I will not do plumbing. And if anything with water, I'm not going to do. And I'm not going to do anything to my car. <laughs> okay. I'm not no, doing anything don't do electric. electrical. Yeah, that's what. But I do have a little bit of a DIY update for. Okay. okay. So Shantira, you might not know because I know you're really busy, but I've been talking about like for literally months. Like this months. all started when I went into, I went to put towels away in the guy's uh-huh. bathroom yeah. and literally ripped the door off the hinges because the wood was rotted. The <gasps> door frame was rotted and come to find out it was because the shower was leaking like behind the wall, into the wall, the shower yeah. from the eighties. So we were like, okay, we got to just put in like a cheapy shower or whatever, but it was rotted. So then we were like, you know what? Let's do a real quick, like, cosmetic refresh of the bathroom because it's, you know, it's old and it's not great. And let's just, like, make it look nice. So we took everything out. The toilet was also almost rotted through. Like, one of the boys 
could have wound up like under the house. Like if they went no, to, you that's know. That's why I don't touch anything with water. Just water. So, and TikTok shows me enough videos to be like, everybody's house is got a, what do you call the, the, the thing where you, the camera where you could see the heat. Oh, <laughs> yes, the water. yes. And it's yes. just like everybody being like, this wall is wet. I'm like stressed <laughs> all the time. It was water. very <laughs> stressful. So we had to like, Basically gut the bathroom, get oh, build no. a new subfloor, all this stuff. But like my husband, Matt, who's like fairly competent at doing, he again, he knows what he doesn't know how to do. And yeah. he knows, so he won't do anything electric. He'll usually call in a plumber for something major. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's just order all the fittings and fixtures and we'll have plumbers come in and like put new pipes and everything so nothing leaks. And and then you can just install the toilet, the vanity and the shower. So then... I was tracking everything that we ordered and the shower walls, like we ordered like solid surface shower walls so that they wouldn't leak because the tiles were leaky. Um, And they were like, yeah, it'll be delivered this afternoon. It's in Sun Valley, California, which is like four miles from my house. They're lying. Everyone's always lying. (laughs) Shantira, they, like, I called a million times. It never came. It never came. And then I kept getting the runaround, all these phone numbers. And then finally, this person says, oh, yeah, that shipping company went out of business yesterday. Your walls are in a warehouse. And, like, I can get back to you with, like, next steps about when you can possibly retrieve them. And I was like, yeah. And I was just like, no, no. We've talked about all this on the pot. So everybody knows this. So I had to reorder shower walls from another place. And the store that originally I ordered them from graciously let me cancel the shower walls that were that were being held hostage in this like warehouse that went out of business. The new shower walls were finally delivered. But in the meantime, like it's just it's taking forever because of so many things, but mainly because we're waiting for those shower walls. So while we're waiting for those shower walls, our house is a fucking disaster because we have everything in the little room outside the bathroom. Everything, all the boxes with the faucets and the vanities and the everything are like outside the bathroom. So this weekend or in last weekend was finally the time when the shower the new shower walls came yes busy posted a picture of my husband matt trying to hold up the shower walls as he's like gluing them in <laughs> last amazing. weekend that's an amazing <laughs> picture it's actually fucking amazing. this weekend all we had to do was install the glass shower door because oh God, like I'm stressed as i was saying like <laughs> yeah to to busy he only has two days a week and he's only one person so you know so I was so excited because he did what he had to do yesterday. And today the glass shower door was going in. This is a thing that's been sitting in a box in our den for months now. Oh, God. He opened up the glass shower door to inspect it. Do not tell me. Do not tell me. It's not shattered, is it? It wasn't wasn't shattered. It was in perfect condition. And perfectly underneath it was the biggest roach from another country that I've ever seen alive still running around. It was bigger than a mouse. I believe that. I'm from Florida. Seen that, been there, done that. (laughs) How did a cockroach live inside that box for Uh, three months? 
all that needed is like a drop of water. That's why all the dinosaurs are dead and we still have cockroaches. Like I was gonna say, I was gonna say that's kind of their whole MO. That's their like, whole that's thing. That's literally all they do is they stay alive. They need like one drop of water and then the whole entire planet can be destroyed. And they're like, bet. Oh when we're all God. gone, my whole my it's whole dying. family had like wobbly knees. Look, I mean, we lived in New York City for years. We've seen cockroaches. Did you I've take a picture never, of it? I think Matt took a picture of it. I want to see, see it. it. I want to see it. But then the guys were like, let's lift up. Like, like no, no, no. I'll, I'll lift up the glass door and then you stomp the cockroach. And Ew. I was like, no, whose no, no, job no, no. was it to stomp the cockroach? I don't know. But all I could Not picture yours. is that someone was going to lift up the glass door. Someone was going to miss it. And someone's going to drop the door and break it. Anyway... One of the guys moved out a little piece of styrofoam that was like cushioning the glass door. And then we stuck a vacuum cleaner in there real quick and sucked oh, up the cockroach. Did you flush it down the toilet? What'd you do? Matthew took it outside and he nope. like, he whirred <laughs> around the vacuum cleaner for so long to make sure the cockroach was dead. And then it's he, not dead. It's not dead. You have you to kill it. it. You, you have to crush it. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's not dead. You have to chop his head off and flush it down no, the toilet. I'm, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's not dead. It's not I, fucking it's, dead. I trust him that he did. He killed it. I trust. Well, him. I don't trust okay. him after what you I'm said. I'm sure he stomped it after. Okay, I don't well, know. You need to I ask even, him because I this didn't is even important. ask. We can't. In we were three years in California. We're gonna get a new story. <laughs> this is what I was about, about to say. A, 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 a French cockroach that has invaded Southern California, Just, and they want to gonna try to find what cargo ship it came on, and somebody's gonna point them here. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to say, I'm with Shantira on this. Like, we already have an issue with these mosquitoes that got brought in on the shipping oh, container yeah. in oh. California. If you guys are responsible for an, an like a monster breed of cockroach, I California can't take it. We They can't take we it. We really no. cannot. Uh, no. We need to make sure. I need confirmation from Matt. I'm not kidding. I'm going like, to text him right now. It's skeleton. But also, always <laughs> crush it. And then flush it down. Crush it and flush it, guys. That's crush it and flush. And listen, it. I think that what do they call them back home? I've seen really fucking huge ones. I think they call oh, the them water. Palmetto, they call like palmetto bugs. Palmetto bugs. Oh yeah, yes. there was one that was this big once. On yeah, on they're me. huge. They're the size of a goddamn bird. Yeah, so, they're so disgusting. They're so big and disgusting and terrifying. So God bless. I'm sorry that happened to you, yeah, but that roach is alive and it it's is alive for us. <laughs> yeah, it's not if, if you don't. That's the way that these guys work. If you think that They're just a, a vacuum cleaner is going to kill it, no, no, no. That so guy's I'm laughing also, at you. He's guys, actually laughing. I'll, yeah, I'm, wait, also, I'm waiting to say. hear. I'm waiting Paul, to hear from okay. Matt what he did to the cockroach. Um, but also, question. somebody that I know in LA had a tarantula on their front door. The yeah, other that night. sounds about right. They're desert creatures. Yeah, tarantulas exist in in Los Angeles. Tarantulas, scorpions. We're in the yeah. we're in their desert. So that yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Giant palmetto bug? No. Yeah. That's they like hum- somewhere they else. like humidity. So like it's really dry heat here. So right. they're not supposed to be here. Hopefully they don't adapt the way they did after <sighs> the asteroid that killed the earth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a nightmare. Thank God. Hey base. Base, 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 base. Um, guys, you know how much we love that base. And I'm not talking about base in a song at the club. I'm talking about the base, B E I S, base. 
in my arms as I travel easily through security, looking chic with room for everything that I need. Because base is my dream. It's your dream. It's an overpacker's dream. It's the luggage of your dreams. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Actress Shay Mitchell, she really did something. She really wanted to make sleek and affordable bags and luggage and accessories that help you look like you could get paparazzi walking through the airport and people would be like, wow, she looks great. What is that luggage? And they don't even know that you've got 15 pairs of underwear for your weekend trip (laughs) and seven pairs of shoes (laughs) because it all fits in base. Guys, base has thought of everything that you could ever want in a piece of luggage. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And you know, we've talked about this weekender bag. It's super functional. It has a place to store your shoes separately, which is ideal if you're someone like me, who's a germaphobe a little bit and always can't find those like shoe bags when it's time to pack. So then I'm like, what do I do? Well, now with base, I don't even have to think about it. They just go in their little shoe container, bottom section, zip, 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 and they're safe. I'm telling you, check it out. Base luggage is the way to be. And right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash best. Go to basetravel.com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. That's base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash best. Guys, I've been reading a lot about hair thinning. I feel like people are talking about it more, which is great because it can happen for any number of reasons. I didn't even know uh, COVID can cause hair thinning. And here we are. Here she is with COVID yet again. Um, But I feel okay because you know what? I've been using my Nutrafol hair growth supplements. I know you've heard about it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. I know you've heard about it. I know you have friends that have taken it. It's clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. You know, hormonal, postpartum, menopause to plant-based lifestyles, no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas that will support you. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. You get the most reliable results. It really works me. Go to Nutrafol.com and you take their health hair, hair health (laughs) wellness quiz. And it kind of helps you identify the causes of your thinning hair. And then Nutrafol gives you a personalized plan for better hair growth. They have a whole body health approach. It's now available in a vegan formula, guys. So if you're vegan, don't worry about that. Emily Beebe. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 plus with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. And look, in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BUSY. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier 
hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BUSY. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code BUSY. We love you, Nutrafol. Shantira, what have you been doing other than picketing and trying to get an appointment to JPL? Um, JPL? JPL? Yeah, get repulsive Um, I have been gardening. Uh, love it. Been trying to grow some food. Uh, that's pretty much what I do. I'm really in my um in my grandma uh fun gardening. Uncle. Yeah, oh. gardening era. Wait, I have to ask you: Did your grandma that passed, who's friends with my grandma that passed? Yeah. Did she play bridge? Um, I don't, she used to play, um, gin. She used to play gin rummy, but I gin think rummy. she knows. That's yeah. what I meant. Gin rummy. Yeah, yeah. She used to play gin. We used to play gin together. They're playing gin rummy together. That is I so ha- cute. I had like a weird meditation, like super weird vision and your grandma mm-hmm. popped in to say hi. Oh, great. This is nice. Yeah. And she was just like, they were joking. My grandma was saying. It's like such a long story, but basically they're, they play, they play gin rummy together. That's so cute. I know. Yeah. They play my cards granny, together. My granny used to play gin with me on the weekends because that's where I would be and I wasn't cool. So Which I would just be at gin? home. Which gin? one is gin? Um, it's like, I don't know how to play bridge, but you need like four people for bridge, right? right. Yes. For Jin, you only need two, or at least mm. the version she played with me. So they're playing it together. I don't really remember the rules, but you have to get like <laughs> set like sets of two or three or four. And yeah, then the it's like isn't play, it like get... Rummy Cub? Yeah, it's kind of like Rummy. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was Rummy Cube. I never knew I, it was Rummy Cub. I just had this conversation it, it, with our friend Natalie the other day. If it's yeah. Rummy Cub or Rummy Cube, I don't know. And I don't I'm, know either. I just I'm very it. terrible at it. I played one time what? at Emily it's Beebe's. It's my favorite game ever. I know. Oh I played God. one time at Emily Beebe's and everybody taught me how to play. And then I won the second time and it made me feel like, oh, like I can hang with this game. Mm. I've been playing it on my phone and I get my ass kicked by people around the world every day I don't day know about the it. phone though. I think that that's weird. I don't trust anything where like a machine is picking your numbers for you. Yeah, it's yeah, like that's a, true. I, it's like where I want a real deck. I want a real yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah. I want a real deck. it's true. It's true. Or tiles in the case of Rummy Cube Cub, Rummy oh. Cub Cube. I don't think I've ever played this Rummy <gasps> Cube game. It's like it kind of has tiles like dominoes, but they're numbers instead. No, no, and no, I think no, no. Yeah, no like mahjong. It's not. Oh wait, yeah, I guess t- I like, guess dominoes too. Sorry, yeah, yeah you're right. And I guess My brain it is. Ki- I think it's kind of like gin rummy, although I've never played gin rummy. But I think it's. I don't know. Same I've ideas. Only, no, we. I we only had the deck of cards. We didn't have any tiles. Granny <laughs> 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 was real loose with it. <laughs> But I'm happy for playing. She's a very fun person to play gin with. So well, that's what I used I to do on the weekend. <laughs> that's what our grandmas are doing together. That's nice. I'm trying yeah. to retire if I can do that. Shout out to them. I know. <laughs> Busy, don't have too many visions though right now because it'll scare me. It'll, it'll, I think you're too close to the veil. Oh. This was a while ago. This oh, okay. was like a uh, this was like a like a energy healing meditation sesh that I had okay. like I last month with professional energy healing supervision. Yeah, and okay. just it was just a wild. It was like really a wild. I don't I don't know why I haven't talked about it. Like obviously I haven't like mentioned it 
on this podcast, but like, oh, that, that's what granny's doing. Passing it, the time. She's just, just a kitty. Having it just reminded, yeah, it just reminded me because Shantira, it, it was just so cute. Like, it's just so cute. Wait, I have a question. Said, I have yeah. a question, like, energy healing wise. Do you guys like listen to like hertz? Do you like listen to sounds? Yes. Do you listen to those? Is there like a frequency you like? I'm just curious. I've been really into 417 hertz. And I was just wondering if you guys like have a hertz, a frequency that's like, you're vibing to when you meditate that you listen to in the bath. I don't know. Cause like, I, I like, I like have been listening to a lot of 417 Hertz. That's like uh, the one that I've been like really vibing to. And it's okay. like called like, so I don't know how to pronounce it. And if it's like Italian, please don't message me about the pronunciation. <laughs> um, so Veggio, I like so Veggio. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. But then like, I was like trying to find a noise that I liked. Cause uh, you know, there's like white noise, brown noise, red noise. Yeah. Blue noise. I listen to brown noise. I do not like brown noise. <laughs> okay. So most music is tuned. Most popular music, I think throughout history, I don't know, musicians, you can mm-hmm. tell me, uh, is tuned to 440 hertz. Mm-hmm. It, but some musicians uh, do something different where they tune it to 432 hertz. Yes. And I, Prince did that. Obviously, that's where I first heard about it. Um, and that, But then I found some playlists that are pop songs that are 432 hertz. And I like to listen to them. They're very relaxing to me. They sound very right to me. That's so interesting. I just was interested in what kind of hurts you're listening to if you're doing that. <laughs> I really tried brown noise, but like if you go to Wikipedia, shout yeah. out to Wikipedia, they have a little sample of all the different color noises. Oh, so right. Like pink noise, white yeah. noise, brown noise. Some of that noise, noise is truly noise. It's terrible. Um, I don't hate brown noise. It's just like not my vibe. It feels more like which, ASMR to me. Which one yeah. is your favorite? I didn't find a noise that I liked that I could oh. listen to steadily. Brown was about as close as I could get to. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think that pink was the one when I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is no pink nope. is insane. Pink, pink is, is insane. insane. That's so interesting. It's an insane noise. It's a noise, <laughs> truly. It's a true noise. Um, but we I were playing to, yeah. for the dogs, like because the our dogs are very reactive. We were playing mm-hmm. for them pink noise, white noise, brown noise, because there's channels. And so we yeah. were putting it on the TV to try to cover up and there's one that makes them go crazy i think it's white noise like it it makes them go wild and they can't stand it but then that eventually segged into like just like rain channels and things like that like playing rain for them but then it segged into this channel that is my favorite but everyone else in my family hates it but (laughs) it's a channel where literally the track is like old-fashioned um, phonograph playing through a screen door while you're on the porch listening and it's drizzling outside. So it'll it's be too, like... It's too many noises. Too many crackles, snap crackles and pops. I don't think I would... I just... I don't think I could... I really... Like, I'm going to send it to you and see what you think. See if okay. you if you can't stand it because like I thought that everybody doesn't like it because they say it's too ghostly, but I'm like, Really? <laughs> It really does what it says, though. I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm into it. Okay, send it, it to me. I'm I'll send it, it to you because I know yeah. you like like sad music. 
I and love I, sad shit. So yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's kind of sad the, in a way. Depression era <laughs> vibraphone music through a screen door is yeah, probably like, gonna be my fucking top ten Spotify <laughs> playlist at the end of the year. Actually, song about a <laughs> passed away lover traveling through the <laughs> dust bowl cloud storm. Yes, a bop. I'll Muted for hours at a time. Yes, I want oh that. Oh my gosh, poor Busy has retired to her sofa. She's lying down under a blanket. That's how she has think to do I this podcast. You, yeah. you have to. I'm so grateful that you're willing to do this still because you got to go to sleep after this. I know. I've been sleeping all day. You have to. But like, you have to what's go to sleep. good is that the symptoms of sickness are kind of subsided a little bit. Like the yeah. cold stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah. is gone. Uh, what is but that? But you can't Gina? smell. What is that noise? I do hear it. It's not a ghost. Or maybe it is, but I can hear it. It feels like a ghost. (laughs) Tell him to get out because we're doing a Stop seeing ghosts. You're freaking me out. It's okay. You just got to tell them to leave you alone. They can't do anything. You just got to be like, I'm doing a podcast. Leave me alone. And they'll be like, shit. (laughs) Go get alone. it. They subscribe to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, know they're just up. like, oh, shit, girl, my bad. And then they just like, <laughs> You guys, what if that's how you know you're in hell? Is that you just like got constant podcast loop. <laughs> just just oh like, you just have to listen to like that one with one Jason Bateman. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you just have just to listen to like white guys over and talking. Over. Oh, no. my God. I, saw, I literally saw um, my friend Asher Perlman. Um, does um, cartoons for um, New York Times or New Yorker. Sorry, Asher, if I'm butchering which one. Uh, the New Yorker. But- I love Asher. He's so oh great. My God. He's yeah. Oh my God, He's wait. Sugar- you guys, just FYI, for my meditations, Yes. the thing I play is at 432. 432 oh, is good. There you go. 432 is, is good. That's the I, good one. I was doing 432 and then I saw about manifesting to 417. So I've been doing 417 as I like and doing my manifestations. How do we get to, um, what is 417? It's just 417 hertz. That's I know, but the, where do you find? Oh, there's a playlist on Spotify that is called um, Public Playlist 417 HZ. Uh, immersive, uh-huh, uh-huh. sacral, sophagio. Oh, I frequency. see, I see. Um, and the go. first one, the first one's my favorite. It's called Theta Om. Again, if I'm mispronouncing it, stay the fuck away from me. Um, <laughs> but that's the one I really like. It's the first one. It's a bop. It could be on repeat. Um, but uh, what Asher, Asher is great. Um, he um, did a cartoon where literally um, somebody's like in hell and they're just like at an office job. And then like the devil is like, we figured that hell could just be like what you did every day anyway. And I was like, that feels apropos. <laughs> and listen to that same podcast and just go to your cubicle. And I was like, that would be, if I go to hell and I got to go to work, I'm going to kill the devil. Like, <laughs> I'm going oh my to, gosh. I'm going to second hell because I'm going to do some other shit. <laughs> Imagine if you had to go to a worse hell because you killed the boss of hell. Honestly, no. I like I was looking at that picture of that man in that cubicle. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up, man. No, that's thank cool. you. So, shout out to Asher. Go look at all of his work. He's fun. He's we love buddy. Asher. I, I'm busy. You've seen Asher's cartoons a million times, I bet, because if you have never met him, you know a thousand people that know him. But he's a really funny cartoonist. So, and and, and he a is funny a, writer, too. He is so great. He's a good person. And here's the thing. He is a man. So, you know, I would never tell you right. anything good about a man unless it was true. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do know that. Oh okay. my gosh. Do you it must be ever, true. Do you ever listen to binaural beats? Yes. I do that too. I, I love think, it. Yeah. Maybe I, I need to it. get Birdie to list, start listening to binaural beats again. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's you know, really I played them for me. her in the womb. Oh, did you? Oh, oh my God, you guys. People thought I was insane. I had these like headphones no, and this good. binaural beats thing. And my mom was like, are you thumping at that baby again? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's going to make her a genius. <laughs> By the way, I mean, she is legit a genius. So uh, I don't uh, know if it was the beats or what. but It's very soothing. It's like a nice background noise. I like fall asleep to them. I fall asleep to my hurts. It's like something to listen to that's not like a person's voice. <laughs> yes. I used to um, have them play it into the speakers that were underwater when I did a flotation oh. tank, like sensory Ooh. deprivation tank. I like that. That's it good. was good. It was good. Oh my God, you guys, right before I got COVID, I did a sauna. Maybe this is what gave me COVID. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It didn't. It didn't. I'm pretty sure I already had it, which is like also oh, for my no. friend that I did it with. I'm like, eek. Um, she's fine. But I did sauna and cold plunge. Great. That's so good. That's it so good for you. Amazing. Wow. Going Maybe that's why I feel the- so much better. Yeah, you go back yeah. and forth. Going back and forth from the, the heat to the cold is so good for your body. You so do great. like 20 minutes in the sauna mm-hmm. and then you do two minutes. Like reset your vagus nerve. So like you can do it in the shower too. Like make sure you don't have any like blood pressure shut stuff because like yeah, because you can faint. You can fucking faint. You can have a stroke and like again, don't be emailing me about some crazy shit. But, <laughs> no, we're not doctors here. Yeah, but I, I'm just going to tell you what I do. It's like because I'm not I have like a, I bought like one of those little cold plunges off the internet. Shout out to TikTok. But then like I just don't feel like filling up with ice. So I've been doing like kind of cold shower where oh, you like okay. Just turn it to cold and you like, then I'll be like, Alexa, set a timer for like 35 seconds and just like oh let the cold water, especially go over like my neck and my the back of my head. So that it like, it helps like reset like all your Have stuff. you ever done cryotherapy, those tanks? Are they cold? The cold ones? Yeah. No, I haven't done cryo, but I did it's... do this thing where it's like, like a oxygen, like one of the Kardashians has one in her house. You know, oh, it's the like hyperbaric a- chamber. Yeah, I did one of those things and it was really cool. I liked it. I've never done cryotherapy, but I do go into the refrigerated produce room at Costco and I spend a really long time in there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold there. It is cold, but the cryotherapy is really cold, you guys. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm sure. Did you, did you like yeah. it? Did it feel good? Did you like... I used to do it a lot. I think I did it when we were doing the TV show that we all did together. Yeah, um, but did you like... How did you feel after? Like, what was it like more like I, a mental clarity or did you like actual like joy? No, my body better? hurt less. Like my... Oh, okay. Like all, the, like all the stuff, like my knee problems, you know, like just especially when I was like working out so much like mm-hmm. you know Shantira I don't work out that much anymore you, you gotta tell me me you know. me you girl yeah, we just, <laughs> I'm out here picking tomatoes that's my workout like <laughs> go get it I mean to be fair I do pro- living in New York I probably do walk like absolutely I was gonna say you walk a like day. 20 miles a day I think yeah. I do I walk a ton you should um, become a mailman I basically yeah. am. Also, I'm <laughs> into the fashion. 
Just earn a couple dollars on the side. I get it. There's no minis. <laughs> My friend from Grizzly Bear became a therapist. He's a therapist I, now. I saw that. Listen, I saw Ed, that. Congratulations Ed. to you, Ed Drosty. Yes. Yeah. If anyone needs a therapist, Ed Drosty taking new clients. I think he'll be People so do. good at it. Honestly. People do need therapy so bad. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Wait, Busy, I want to tell you something. We're so happy to have Shantira back with us, but I want to tell you something that I think might cure your COVID a little bit. Oh, my God. I invited a person on the podcast without running it by you first because I just thought that you would definitely like it. And they said yes, and they're excited. And so we just have to pick a date when we can record Chris Fleming. (gasps) I love Chris Fleming. I know of them. <laughs> stand up. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I told you know, Chris Fleming you'd be so excited. I am so excited. Oh my God. I love they have a new special called Hell. And I have to tell you, it is so insane and so funny. I have to and, watch it. I think I know who directed it. Who directed it? I'll look at. I'll look at again. It's like that little stint of time that I dipped my toe in Brooklyn. Right, I am like right. one degree separated from like all those people. <laughs> oh do you my feel gosh. like Shantira, does this has this time made you want to like do more improv or get back on that stage? Um, not more improv, <laughs> but um, more performing for sure. Like, um, I did some stand up at the Laugh Factory when I was in Chicago, and then I did Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which was like really nice to be like in a crowd full of people. Yeah, congratulations! That was so cool. It was so fun. It was so fun. So, like, I think that like it less improv or or like less like I don't want to be on a Herald team anymore. Like, God bless, but like been there, done that. But like, I do like doing like panel shows and and like doing like a fun stand-up show or something like that. But like my desire to do um, 11 shows a week has faded. (laughs) (laughs) My desire to do like one or two shows um, every two weeks has been revitalized. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. But you wouldn't do, you wouldn't want to like guest jump into an improv. Do you, you don't like improv? Oh, you I love improv. I love it. I think that one of the things too, that as I've gotten older, I think that like, I'm more weary of just like doing things with people I don't know, like on stage. It's like, I would really like, I feel like when you're just starting, like you um, are like, oh my God, I just need time. I'm trying to get my 10,000 hours, but I got 25,000 hours. So like, I'm not (laughs) trying to perform with people that I don't trust. Or that right. I don't, that aren't like super vetted because right. it's like in a lot of emotional labor to be like, even outside of performing, if you've ever been like at a dinner table and somebody can't read the room and you're like stressed, I have very bad, like secondhand embarrassment. I have very bad, like, Ooh, this is not going well for that person. It's I your should, empathi- it's your empathetic yeah, I cancer do, side. A, it's like the Al-Anon in me. Go look yeah. it up, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I have like this. I have the same, which is why improv was always so fucking hard for me. Yeah. Yes. Like I could never, I get so uncomfortable Stress. for yes. other people. Yeah. So like, I think that you are like really learning to live in that uncomfortability when you're like trying to get your hours and learn what to do when something like bad happens. 
But like, I don't do that no more. Like, if I'm performing right. with you, like, there should not be anything fucked up happening. It shouldn't be weird. And yeah, like, you're not stressed. I, you're I'm not, not going to be stressed. I'm not going right. to be stressed. Yeah. So like, I think that when I was really trying to get my time in, my hours in, I wanted, obviously, I wanted to perform a lot. I had never done it, but I've really done a lot of performing. So now I just like to do it with my friends for something fun, something cool every once in a while. I want, I want to see you in like a, like, yeah, and like a on a panel show, like oh yeah, at Largo one. or something. Yeah, it's really fun. I like that stuff. I also think that like being it's kind of like a podcast though, but like being able to be like fun and be yourself is uh very fun. And a lot of times with improv, it's like you are pretending to be other people. You're coming up with all these characters. It's a lot of extra work where you can just kind of be like. Kiki with your butts. I was going to say, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about improv is that like, not to say like you're the character or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like you're, people love your personality. So I think they like to watch your personality and they can do that for a really long time. So if you can just do that and people enjoy it. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But like I used to be in an improv group. Well, I still am, but we don't do shows every Monday night at 1030 anymore. My improv group 3P, it was like an all black group because improv is very white. And then um, I don't know if y'all know this, but y'all white people be fucking up and secondhand (laughs) embarrassment from white people is crazy. So you're aware. You do enough improv with a 23-year-old straight white man and you'll be like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this every night with you surprising me with your takes. So um, we had like this all black group and it was really cool because I had never, the whole time that I was in Chicago, Chicago is very black, but it's also like the most segregated city in America. Like factually, like they built the Dan Ryan in in the middle of the city so that everybody is segregated. So like when you do improv, it's very much on the North side, which is very white. So when I was doing improv, I have, I have never taken an improv class with a black woman or been taught by a black woman. Wow. And I took, oh, I took year-long programs. I took five separate year-long programs. I mean, that's like how, like. They're there, but we were all spread out. Like I was there at the same time as Ashley Nicole Black, but we just never had a class together. And there was, there were only so many of us, you know? So they were like, we all had jobs and we put our own schedule, but I had never had a class with another black woman. So when that group, when 3P came along, it was like, Y'all want to perform together? That'd be cool. We've seen each other around. And then the safety, I think it's the same thing. Like, obviously, like, if you're not Black, but, like, if you are, like, a woman and you're, like, on an all-woman team, you're, like, oh, my gosh, there's safety there. But, like, if if men, Black, white men out there, if you're a firefighter and you get to do something with all firefighters, don't you feel better than if you're somebody who, like, (laughs) understands your firefighter lingo? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it was, like, oh, but once you do that, it's, like, hard to go back. It's, like, hard to go back to like being surprised by some fucked up shit at 10 o'clock at night than to be with like four black women just chilling. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. It makes so much sense. Shintira, I know you're at least going to be invited to an upcoming improv show because your friend Lincoln, my son, is Is doing improv. He's doing improv. I will come support him. And, but it's interesting what you say because, like, he he's in a group and he's talking about, like, you know, they get together and practice. And I was like, don't do, did you guys, like, uh, try to connect with any women and get some women in the group? And he was like, 
they don't, they like want to do their own thing, which is like a bummer because I'd love to work with women, but I get it. Like I get, so, you know. So they it's, support his all male improv group. <laughs> I I also think like I don't know. I think the younger kids are different. Yeah. I wonder if they yeah. are. But I think I they think, are. Well, I think that Lincoln is a special angel baby that I would die for. So I'm Aww. just gonna assume that he can do anything good. Um, but I also think that like when I was coming up, it's so interesting, like people are always talking about like millennials and Gen Z, but like millennials were very much the first people in the improv world I could speak of who would be like, hey, I like that. But then we never did anything about it. Like right. for a really long time. <laughs> but we were just like, before nobody said anything. But then we would be like, hey, we don't really like him. That's not cool. We should, when we when we write our teacher evaluations, we should say something. Like, but like, I think that in that 10 years since I like have been doing it like pretty regularly, like the next generation of like men and women and and they's non-binary people will be like in class and be like, don't fucking do that. Before right. we used to have it happen in class and then go dissect it at a bar, they dissect shit in the middle right. of the class which I think is very helpful. And it used to be like so many comedians or just like marginalized people in the arts would just leave. Like it would be right. like one bad experience and then it would be like a couple bad experiences and then like all the nuanced, kind, empathetic Al-Anon people would just be like, I'm never doing this again. But now we're always like, you fucking leave, bad person. Right. You leave. Element, element, replenish your electrolytes with element. Um, what is element? Element is a very tasty electrolyte drink mix that has everything you need, nothing you don't. Lots of salt, no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium. No junk, no sugar, no coloring. No BS, no artificial ingredients. <laughs> Electrolytes, in case you don't know, facilitate hundreds and hundreds of functions in your body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Um, it helps prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue. I've been taking it now while I've been sick. It is very helpful. Also, when you sweat, if you're a person like me, you know I'm a sweater. The primary electrolyte that you lose is sodium. When sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. I am a huge believer in the importance of electrolytes and replenishing your electrolytes, even just in your everyday. I think that we get, I think we get depleted and we don't know it. And we're like, ugh, I have a headache. Ugh, I don't feel good. Ugh. And we take medicine. And the truth is, if you replenish your electrolytes, you'll be amazed. You start to feel so much better. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. It's eight single serving packs free with any Element order, which is a great way to try all eight flavors, or you can share Element with a friend. Get yours at drinklmnt. That's how you spell it. L-M-N-T dot com slash best. 
drinkelement.com slash best. This deal is only available through our special link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash best and try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, give it away. Give it to a friend. And Element will give you your money back, no questions asked. So you have nothing to lose. And only electrolytes to gain. I know you've heard us talk about how much we love our delicious wild green. Having a freezer full of fresh, ready-to-bake delicious options from wild green. There's nothing like the smell of fresh baked bread coming out of the oven. Listen... I can't keep a a sourdough starter alive. You know that about me. Thank God I don't have to because of wild grain. (laughs) Get wild grain. Try wild grain. They have incredible bake from frozen sourdough breads, fresh pastas, artisanal pastries delivered right to your door. It's the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for such delicious items. And unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses this slow fermentation process that is definitely easier on your belly, lower in sugar, rich in nutrients and antioxidants. You know I've talked about this before, but I have historically speaking struggled a bit with my tummy, especially when it comes to the bread products. And honestly, I have no issues with my Wild Grain. I love it so much. And here's something new. You can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you want. If you want a box full of all bread, (laughs) you can do it. All pasta, done. All pastries, it's for you. Plus, there's a new option, large box with 12 items in it, which is perfect for either bigger families or, you know, high holidays are coming up. Then the regular holidays are coming up. You never risk getting bored with wild grain because they always add new seasonal and limited time special items. And for every new member, wild grain donates six meals to the greater Boston food bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. Have I convinced you yet? It is so delicious. You guys, I'm serious. You should try it. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash busy, choose which type of box you want to receive and how often it's very easy to reschedule, to skip or to cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription. That's right. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy or you can use the promo code busy at checkout. Guys, can I ask you about something that I don't know if we want to get into it, but I want to like, but because I have no guards. About Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. I want to ask about about Jimmy, about you, what your thoughts were about Jimmy Fallon, A, Mm -hmm. B, what your thoughts are about Drew Barrymore going back, because I just saw that too. And like people are freaking out. Well, like they're like going to pick it. Yeah. Her show. But but the Jimmy Fallon article to me, I'm just- About Jimmy Fallon. What? I want to hear something about Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. I want to hear. Everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. Yeah, of course. Everybody knew, right? And yeah. if anybody is confused or doesn't believe it, that's their business. But this is what I'll go. That's what I'll say you to tell you to go do. Go look at Jimmy Fallon's IMDb for his show. 
And then go look at Seth Meyers. Right. IMDB for his show. And I want you to look at the turnover. Right. I want you to look at the amount of writers, not just showrunners. I want you to look at the amount of writers on those shows. I want you to look at the demographic of those writers. And I want you to see how long they lasted at that show. Now, if you go to Seth Meyers, them motherfuckers been there since they won. Seriously. Very, like Seth, very, Seth's, <laughs> Seth's team is like... Very low yeah. turnover. Yeah. And even in that, those people are there for years. If you go look at Jimmy Fallon's turnover, especially POC and queer people, mm-hmm. you'll see they're there for one season. I don't have to say shit else about that. Right. You can just go look at the scroll that you got to do. Now, take that turnover and put it on any other job and tell me, would you be like, why so many people be leaving after a year? Right. Right. So, but that ain't stop. That ain't never stopped a white man. And that ain't never stopped him (laughs) not getting fired. And everybody knew. Well, obviously it's been like, how long has he had that show for? Forever. But like nine years, they said nine nine showrunners in nine years, I think in the article. He's only had that show for nine years. Well, he had another show before. So it was right. Yeah, it was like before because he's doing the because he had the late show and then he had the show that Seth has now, right? Yes. And then Mike Shoemaker stayed with Seth. Seth. And then he's gotten a new showrunner every ever since. Right. So I think it's one of those things where like everybody who I also think that late night is very interesting because like like people don't really think about that as a writer's room, when people think about, like, when people watch Succession, they're like, the writers of Succession. When people watch Jimmy Fallon, they're not like, whoa, those writers tonight. Like, they're not online talking about that. He's the face. So, like, I think that people really separate the face of these people for late night from where a lot of material comes from. When, in fact, being in the writer's room for, like, a daily late night show or any mm-hmm. type of daily show is really intense. Like it's a yeah. fucking grind Yeah, and busy. By the way, I'm just going to say now, because I don't think I signed an NDA, but like the last time they hired a showrunner of the tonight show. And I talked on the podcast about going to interview for a really big job. That's the job that I interviewed mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And I didn't get it. You didn't sign an NDA, did you? I don't think so. I mean, I fucking come get me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> at this point, it's fucking come for her. But, um, but <laughs> I was just envisioning, well, I pro- I'm, I was envisioning that I probably would have gotten myself fired very quickly if mm-hmm. it was, you know, if it was that tough of a place to work at. I was well, like, I just was like, I think you should go through the process because it's like, this is the business that you work in, but yeah. I don't think you want that fucking job at all. And like, <laughs> and I think that it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's also just the interview, just to be yeah. like, I interviewed for that. And it's like, that's good. Like, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the opportunity and who they chose. Like, oh yeah, I interviewed for that, but I didn't get it. It's okay. Like just being up for it is good. But like everybody knew about that. And I think that when I say that, it's not like uh, we all knew and we were covering, Right. It is literally exposed and all of those people were anonymous. So I think that that's a thing too. Like we're really in a day and age where like less people are anonymous. I'm not saying that people always are, but less people are willing to like, be like, I will only say something off the record. That article, every person 
is anonymous in that article. That but, means they're like scared still. Well, because they want to work again. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, I don't know. I think that there is that because the, the article came out about lost. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, right. I yes. Like that sort of like. I, <laughs> ma'am. Gina's a huge fan. She's a fan of Lost. She doesn't want yeah, on, she wants to go on the balcony and like look at the birds. Hold on. Yes, that She's article. Like, I, I do too. That article about Lost. In the same thing for the Lost article, a, a lot of those people were anonymous. And um there was like one black woman who's very much in, in fully into the depths of her career who was like, I'm not anonymous, put my whole goddamn government name in there. First, middle, and last. I want everybody to know what's going on. But I I will say this, like Jimmy Fallon's show is that we're going to get real and we can cut this out if you want. But this is what I'll say. Jimmy Fallon's show has always been very, very young and very white. And I'll say this about a lot of young white people. We talked about this before. They will polite their way. Politeness, it will get you in trouble. And yeah. whiteness is often synonymous with politeness when it comes to confrontation. Yeah. Right. And I think that young white people, when we talk about like privilege, obviously, like there's a bunch of privilege shit we can talk about, like more money for your schools. More. One of the things that is inherent in whiteness or in white privilege is that people will be nice to you. Like it's inherent that there is kindness in the world for your existence. Young people of color, I'm told immediately, these white people will not be nice to you. So like by the time that I am of age, 22, 23, I already had to cuss out an old white man. Right. But when you're like a 21 year old Ivy League white person, the odd of a drunk man screaming at you are right. so small, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that they fill these rooms with people who are just inherently taught that confrontation is not something that we do. It's we're very polite. We don't. We, but also the expectation that a grown man would yell at you is crazy. Like that's right. what I think that always. But I was taught, and I think a lot of people of color are taught that, like when you're 13, a random white woman might just scream at you in the store. You know what I'm saying? Ugh, so right. I think that when we get to these shows and we really look at the demographic, I'm not saying that like white people are more inherent to be abused right. at work. I'm saying that confrontation is not a part of their upbringing. This specific demographic. So like. It's a lot of confusion going on right. when those when a white man comes in that's supposed to be like Kiki in his persona and he's like throwing shit at you. Like right. it's literally fight or flight. <laughs> like you don't right. know what to do. And also 21 is a baby. Right. We like yes. to, that's a baby. Like you're just a baby. Like I would call my mom. I'd be like, Mom, today I went to work and uh my boss threw something at me. My boss yelled at me. My boss did something so verbally abusive. And it's like you do not have, like, historically, like, you don't know what to do. <laughs> right, right, right. It's it's interesting to me. I mean, I guess he got on a Zoom with the staff and apologized, uh, is what I read. But, um, and, and NBC had a statement. And, like, we've seen this on so many shows, though, where I'm just like, Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really confusing to me, too. Like, 
and maybe confusing is not the right word, but like, it's really frustrating to me that like, he's apologizing to his current crew. Right. But I'm like, is that who he's, is that who he doing it to? Like, I need like more specifics. I also just like, for my, I need a whistleblower. I need somebody to sit down with Gail King and be like, look, let me tell you what's going on. And right. I think that like that is the thing that's so hard is that like all these people are anonymous and rightfully so. They like want to keep their jobs, their careers, but like but it's that's really great, but that's the issue in this industry, like which mm-hmm. is why people don't speak up more, mm-hmm. which is that if you do, then you're labeled whatever difficult and, and problematic yeah and problematic right. and then you don't get hired again yes. like well I think which that's, is that's what's insane when it's like yeah. the person that has the the issues is the is the person who's doing with the egregious behavior not the person that's like hey actually that's egregious behavior and not something that we should be putting well, up I, with i think that's the thing too it's like he did a zoom apology and i like are they going to take his show away? Absolutely not. Is he going to change? I don't think so. Like, that's me. But, like, also, I ain't scared of Jimmy Fallon. What the fuck he's going to do to me? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not trying to work on the Jimmy Fallon show. That's exactly you know, right. right. He's yeah. not going to invite me to come do improv on his show? Okay. Well, I think Seth would invite me to be on his show. You know what I mean? So, like, right. I think that, like, there is this thing where it's just, like, oh, like, people who are in the business of trying to be late night writers, which are usually like a lot of younger people trying to get into the industry. Yeah, it's like a first Um, step. We know that he is the way that he is, but we also know that like we need a credit. And like, if I could just get through one year, if I could just get one credit, right. if I could just, if I could just get a credit and get out, right. that is the thing that we're all trying to do. But I, the the fish rots from the head down, and I think that like I'm not, I don't know who is next to him or like, or but like, the reason that he behaves that way is because the top people up there, somebody is his boss, somebody right. is his boss, like. Who is his boss? And like, I, I don't know. I just think it's like very frustrating. But yeah, I would say everybody do go look at the IMDb and look at the motherfucking turnover. And you'll see, you'll be like, damn, everybody leave this motherfucker after like six months. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it's also like, you know, what's really interesting to me is like, well, Busy, we've talked about this before, too. Like, we've been around since the 90s, and so much has changed yeah. culturally and professionally since that time. But also, like, a Jimmy Fallon, also around since that time. Mm-hmm. And so you can say, like, oh, he's from another time or whatever. But, like, I'm also like, well, but if you've had Miley Cyrus on your show then clearly you can learn a new thing because Miley Cyrus wasn't around like when we started. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're you're capable of learning like a new concept in the form of a person or new TV shows or whatever. But also it's like I think that people running these companies are also from a time where nobody was minding the store in any way. And like now it's like people have platforms. Like people... Yes. People know that. I was going to say that to me, that's the difference. The difference is social media. Yeah. Social media. And that's why people, Republicans were like, we got to get rid of TikTok. I've learned so much from TikTok. But I do think that another thing, you know, I'm I'm just back after three years, but we're going to talk about white supremacy. The (laughs) infantilization 
of white men. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The root of all of this. Yes. Yeah. They get to be boys. They get to be confused. And let's remove TV out of it. Like, if you work in the office and Bill is 65 and he don't know how to do a PDF, that is the infantilization of that man. Right. And the infantilization of white men, like when they get in trouble, all of a sudden they're a young boy who needs their life to be saved. You know what I'm saying? Right, Even though they're right. 27. And it's like, we do that with Jimmy Fallon. If we did, if we pick all five of the white men who are on late night, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth, um, uh, uh, Colbert, and then, am I missing one? It's five, and and um, John Oliver. No, if, I was going to say the, what's his name? The British guy. Cordy. John Oliver. Just, John Oliver. No, no, the one. CBS. James Corden. Corden. James Corden. But, he quit, but he's he done now. He's yeah. Done. But like, if right. We but I said, would like, I would still talk about him because yeah, he's so like, he can, was like more of a. But All let's say those six people, if yeah. we were to be like, who's the little boy of that group? Right. Who's the boy? Right. Everybody's going to be like, knows. Jimmy. Yeah, it's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's the little boy. He's the little boy out of all the six men. Colbert's a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all, it, it's all, you know it I mean? all so, makes and, sense. And Colbert treats everybody nice. Go look at his fucking shit. And <laughs> yeah. It's people from Comedy Central on that show with Colbert. Because he's a grown I mean, look, man. He like, I don't know if you know this, Shantara, but you know, Carrie Bialik, who was his like publicist forever. You know, my old manager, Carrie mm-hmm. Bialik, you remember? Yeah. Her? She now runs his company. Yeah, because he's he, a grown man. Right. He, he was like, you were my publicist. Then she was like, kind of like sharing, doing some sort of, when she became a manager, he was like, well, I already have a manager, but I can't lose you on my team. So was still paying her to like consult, which is an insane thing to do. But he just didn't want to lose her because she's so smart. Yeah. And then he was like, had his own company that was, you know, like production company deal and hired her as the head of his company and they're yeah, killing because it. Because he's a grown man and he knows yeah. how to retain talent. And the way that you keep retain retention is being kind and and being a good boss right so like people want to stay with you people will take less money to be with kind people right so like i think that that it all comes down to like we're all like oh what's it's the infantilization like we all anytime they do something oh my god that boy did that baby, right. baby Jimmy boy, little baby Jimmy, the the babyest of all the white men who get multi-million dollars for their shows at night. Oh my God. Little baby Jimmy is the babyest of all of them all. He does the most improv on his show. So like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I think that like, that is the thing too. Cause like, even when people are like, I can't believe he did that. It is rooted in his boyness. Right. Not in his madness. Because if Colbert did that, they'd be like, oh my God. Like, I'd be scared. Cause do like, you guys want to is- hear, do you want to hear my idea for what I would do right now if I was in charge of? Yes. Yeah. Please. I would ask Jimmy to come out and make a statement and say some rough things have happened at the show. I need to go do some work to like get it together uh, based on what I've, heard and what I've learned. So I'm going to do that. In the interim, David Letterman will become the host of The Tonight Show. And then David Letterman will become the host of The Tonight Show. 
Just like was he got boned out of doing by Jay Leno and like back in the day, it would make huge headlines. Dave Letterman's the host of The Tonight Show finally for like whatever, two months. And then he goes to rehab. He goes to like emotional rehab or whatever he needs. Maybe whatever. Him and give it to Ashley Nicole Black. <laughs> that too, that too. I was Fire thinking, Jimmy, give it to Ashley Nicole Black or Amber Ruffin. Give it to one of them, and then well, you know, we won't have no problems with nobody being rude to nobody. You know, before like every interview I ever had for any show after Busy Tonight, like mm-hmm. whenever people would be like, what would you do with the show? I would always say, oh, I would fire that person and hire Amber Ruffin to host it. Yes. And like, then, and then they'd be like meeting over. But I feel like I was correct. She got yeah. a late night show and uh, we love it. So, yeah. you know. And I I just said, Ashley Cole, but she probably don't even want that fucking job. But <laughs> I do know we wouldn't have no deadline articles about her. No, Except for ones true. with her being really nice and buying people presents and letting people pet her dog. So <laughs> I can say, like, we pet people. But I think, yeah, it's so interesting. Like, people know, but, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I think that the problem a lot of times is, like, um, people being like, you all knew. Girl, I'm a staff writer. Right. <laughs> yeah. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? It's like, I'm just a baby. I'm just a little girl. Like, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, I'm just a little girl. The contracts are 13 weeks. People don't know that, too. Like, people right. are like, oh, late night. Oh, those are all, like, they're very stable because, like, nobody's canceling The Tonight Show. Like, you know, like, as opposed to, like, other shows that after one or well, two seasons. Well, I mean, like, as yes, someone who had a show canceled. Yes, but <laughs> you're not a white man. <laughs> That's so true. So true. White so, true. Shows. so, like, people are like, oh, if you get a writing job there, you separate. No contracts is 13 weeks, baby. No, if, 13 if, weeks. If, if Mr. Jimmy don't like you after fucking three months, that's a wrap. I will so. never, I will never <laughs> forget when I worked for Dave, we had like a swag closet full of stuff. And this really, really nice guy who I was a fan of before he ever came, like was made a writer. And on his first day, I was like, stop by and say hi at my office. And um, he did. And I was like, let me get you like a sweatshirt or whatever swag. And he was like, no, I feel it would be bad luck to take, like, let me just make it through my first cycle and then I'll come and get a sweatshirt. And I was like, no, come on, don't be ridiculous. So I made him like take a hoodie or whatever. And he sure Mm -hmm. enough got fired after 13 weeks. And here's the thing, after 13 weeks, he would have got a sweatshirt anyway. I would have took everything in the closet. Do not (laughs) polite yourself out of free shit. Because after you get fired, you deserve 27 sweatshirts. (laughs) Well, who wants it at that point? Who even wants the reminder? But yeah, I did kind of curse that guy. I'm sorry, sir. Wherever you are, I'm sure sure you're fine. I'm sure he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's doing perfectly fine. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, here's the thing. I think we've all had moments in our lives where we need a little bit of assistance (laughs) to get through the moment. Therapy is the thing that does that. It really does. Whether it's like, you know, you can't sleep because you have so many thoughts. Uh, It's a lot. There's a lot happening in the world. There's a lot happening in your world. Combine it all together. It can cause a lot of anxiety and feelings that you might even not even uh, be aware it's affecting the way that you're responding to your 
family, your friends, yourself, the way that you're speaking to yourself. And therapy is honestly, truly an invaluable piece of helping us all make it through. And I'm not talking about just like watching some therapy Instagrams or therapy TikToks and then feeling like, oh no, I got it. I got it because in that 30 seconds, now I know that I have avoidant attachment or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I understand the inclination, but nothing quite does the trick like actual therapy. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, honestly, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. So you can't say like, oh, I just, I don't have, I work, you know, I work a job. I don't, my weekends, I'm with my kids. I don't have time. BetterHelp will figure it out with your schedule. You fill out a little questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if it doesn't vibe with you, which is fine. Sometimes that happens. You know, there's not therapy. This is what I want to say. If you're just thinking about it or you're just starting or this is like a new thing for you, therapy is not like a one therapist fits all situation. Sometimes you have to like talk to a couple people almost like interview and see who's the right fit for you. You'll know. You'll know. Listen, get a break from your thoughts <laughs> with better help. I truly can't recommend therapy enough. So visit betterhelp.com slash busy today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash busy. Loomy, loomy. Listen, guys, booty B.O. <laughs> Sounds pretty, pretty dumb when I say it out loud. But if you have it, it's not that funny, I don't think. That's why everyone loves Loomy. It's the world's best whole body deodorant. It's clinically proven to control odor everywhere. Pits, privates, and beyond. Bottom of your feet. For a whopping 72 hours. As an OBGYN, Lumi's founder, Dr. Shannon Klingman, met thousands of women concerned with odor below the belt. And through clinical testing, she discovered, guess what? It's not the vagina that's to blame. It's bacteria on your skin. So she created Lumi, which is a pH-optimized, aluminum-free deodorant that actually works and works everywhere. With over 150,000, 150,000 five-star reviews to prove it. Guys, here's the special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with code BEST at lumideodorant.com. I personally love the all-day, the cream. It's cream tube deodorant. Oh, my God. 72 hours. It lasts. So it's more than all day. It's a couple days. But the cream tube deodorant is definitely key. I like the solid stick deodorant. The whole body deodorant literally is safe to use anywhere on your body, under boobs, between your boobs. I do that because sometimes when I, I sweat so much when I work out and I've just started noticing like my sports bras, I'm like, ugh, gross. But now I use the Lumi cream deodorant right in there. It's great. And it's baking soda free aluminum-free, and paraben-free, which is very important in my household. 
and pH balanced. pH balanced. Listen, you can also use it on your little children's feet. Just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Or use the deodorant wipes on their little feet, which is what I do. So Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, that's the one I'm obsessed with, and two free products of your choice. So you could get like a mini body wash. You can try the deodorant wipes and free shipping. How amazing is that? And as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off the Lumi starter pack with code BEST at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code BEST. You should try it. You're going to love it. I promise. Love you, Lumi. Yeah, speaking of what you mentioned, Drew Barrymore, Biz. Yeah, I know. I was just like, I don't understand exactly what's happening, but I'm also confused. Her show is a WGA show. It's a WGA show. It had writers. But then now she's like, we're just going to go back anyway. season without writers. That's interesting. I mean, I don't, I mean, I get it. Like, I get, I get the instinct to be like this isn't like the PA's fault and the crew's fault and everything so like we can put everybody back to work but I just think that like if it's a scripted show to begin with you have to stick with that and and be in solidarity but then also not to be an asshole but like who are your guests like who's coming on the show and what are they promoting I'm sure she'll have so then she's just like I'll just She'll have people have human on interest and aren't promoting okay, business people question. and authors. I have a SAG question. I have a SAG question. Yeah. I have a so as a WGA members of the WGA, mm-hmm. one of the things too, like um, like uh, Deadpool with the Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Um, they shut it down. But one of the reasons before the SAG strike, because a lot of Deadpool bloopers is them improvising, right? Right. You cannot improvise because right. that's basically writing. Right. So Correct. even if there is no script, everything you're saying is a script. If it's except not- a talk a talk show is unscripted. Yeah, except oh. for un- unscripted talk shows like it's um, reality. Okay, like the more like uh See, Kelly Rippa like, and yeah. Mark, like Kelly yeah. and Mark. <laughs> Um, I always say the wrong co-host for Kelly. It's, I'm always like a her, decade Mark. behind. Her husband's right? on the one? Yes. It's her yeah. husband. That's her husband. Yeah. yeah. Ryan's Mark, gone. Now it's Mark. Mark. Ryan's gone. It's Mark Consuelos. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great I Mark just, Consuelos. I mean, to, yeah. be, to be honest with you, I have done the show and it is very unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> I have co-hosted that show. They do not script you at all. The producers... We'll write like a bump in for you, like coming up next, you're yeah. gonna see this person. But the producer writes that, like the producing segment producer. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is like the like you're just on your own. It's <laughs> like, just off the cuff and it has like yes. it's not really intense preparation, right? No. I mean, like it's hard no, they, work, but well, it's not they come intense in, in the preparation. Morning. Here's what yeah. here's what happens. Like Gelman mm-hmm. comes in in the morning, the producer. Yeah. And he shows you like the different news stories that are like that they'd be interested in that are like 
you know, sort of like middle of the road enough for mm-hmm. them to talk about on their show. And then if you're like, oh, I that's funny, or I like that one, then he's like, oh, okay, so Kelly likes that too, so you guys could talk about that. Right. And then it's like personal stuff. It's like a podcast kind of. Yeah, like she's been doing it so long. Right, I mean, right, really. yeah, basically. It's like anything that you've been doing for a long time, you can be like, I don't know, girl. We can talk about anything. I'm just Kelly. Truly. And also, so she I will just, say, she like, as a, as a producer, like, she's so great at it and makes it seem so easy. And every person that ever guest hosts it, I feel like, comes away being like, I could do this. I think she's, like, an excellent advertisement for uh, for doing that kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was just but, confused about just going back to Drew Barrymore. I was just kind of... Con- but, like, even if... And, like, this is just me trying to, like, I want to be, like, very rich. But, like, just pay them if you're so worried about them not having any money. You're Drew Barrymore of uh, the Barrymores? <laughs> Am I not... She's from a family? Like an iconic movie family, correct? I don't, I don't that know that, that she's rich from being a Barrymore, but I think I, she's probably rich from like one of the 4,700 like I, different things just, that she like yeah. just her in general. Walmart like, line. I think that like, even if not, like also the fish rots from the head down, somebody over there got enough money to pay a fucking PA. Like, it's not like right. we pay a right, like WGA writing fees are, that's a lot of money. PAs are making $20 an hour. Like, be fucking for real. You don't have to do this. Just pay them. Somebody, I'm not saying it got to be hurt. But if what you're saying is, oh, like, I think that everybody needs to come back to work. A lot of those people are working. They're not making union money the way that the WGA or SAG union minimums are. A lot of that IATSE minimums are like, Assistants get $23 an hour. Like right. somebody with a, a placard on their office can afford. Everybody take two and do it right. for six. <laughs> right. That's what I would do. But I'm broke. <laughs> Here's the thing. All of these things are just constructs, right? They're all like mm-hmm. these sets of rules. And then like gender. Like the police. Like, like the police. <laughs> Like, like the police and the gender of police, all of these things. (laughs) And I think like people can just decide, like people can rationalize in their mind. For me, the sticking point is like, I don't mind live with Kelly and whoever is the co-host at this time going on because it was always unscripted, as you were Mm -hmm. saying. But now I I don't think they have a deal with the WGA. Right. They don't have they're not a WGA signatory. They don't have they don't have writers. They don't neither does. Uh, watch what happens live. Right, exactly. Because it's just like Andy Cohen going on TV mm-hmm. live at 11 o'clock saying and whatever he wants. to reality yeah. TV people, mostly. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like if you were a show with writers before and now you're going to go forward without them, like to me, that's saying something, right? Because you're not really like a signatory then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's changing horses kind of midstream. Well, it's also like, okay, so when the strike's over, do we get our jobs back if you were right. able to do this without us? And, and like, maybe what? not necessarily. Who knows? Yeah. They might decide it works better without, you know? Yeah, that's Which also would fucking suck. Yeah. Which would suck. Which would suck. Uh, if guys, it was, if yeah. it was me as like the 
the if I was in charge of Drew's show, I think I would have suggested like <laughs> this is my new favorite segment, Casey. If it was me, if it was me, <laughs> if it was me, if it was me, I I would have suggested doing a different show. You know what I mean? Like if you want to come back, do a fully unscripted, maybe stripped down, pared down show, a maybe totally without an audience, show. something that was totally different, so that like, you could say like it's it's a different <laughs> format. Let me tell you. Okay, so like, if I was Kelly Clarkson, which I think would be very cool. Like again, no <laughs> I think shade. You'd be a great Kelly Clarkson. You I would be a good Kelly up. Clarkson. In, in a parallel universe, if I had them vocals, I'd be singing right now. I would never fucking talk. Fucking talk show, sing it. I would sing every sentence out of my mouth. <laughs> um, like I think about like just the option of like trying to keep people's jobs or whatever. Like if I was Kelly Clarkson, just straight up Kelly karaoke. Like I'm gonna do three yes, songs yes. a day. Yeah, and I'm like, you come in, you tune in, everybody write in, Kelly. If you do this, I want a producer credit. Uh, but you come <laughs> in, and what do we know her for? Like, what do we love about her? Like, yes. she comes and every time she sings a song, can't nobody every time sing she it covers no a song. Right? Oh it's God, like, so oh, good. that's her. So it's like, okay, like if this is just an example, I was saying, like, if we wanted to do some stuff that was completely like off the cuff, if she was like, okay, like we don't have nobody, whatever. So anytime I have a guest, I just do duets. I just do songs for 30 minutes and every right. day somebody come and watch me do my thing. So like, there are ways to do this kind of stuff. So like, right. I don't know what Drew Barrymore's thing, but like, she been in 47 fucking things. She could come and be like, you know what I'm going to do? Like, we're going to do trivia about my career because I've been out here since I was eight. Every day, every week, we're going to like do a whole trivia about a movie that I was in. Right. And like, we can make it into like some kind of unscripted game show or some shit. There's absolutely people who've been in the industry long enough that you could do stuff just based off of like her career. It doesn't have to be like this. So like I give nobody grace. I think everybody can be better. <laughs> I think that if you sat down for five minutes, you can think of some shit that doesn't alienate two unions. And like that's yeah. all. But Kelly, right. I think that you're right. <laughs> I, th- I think you're you're, right. you're you're hitting on so many things today that are reminding me of very specific moments in which I brick by brick dismantled my own career in comedy for <laughs> because you just reminded me of um one time I had a meeting with some execs at CBS about like they were looking to do something with Corden and mm-hmm. they brought me in to ask what I would do and I was like oh carpool karaoke only get rid of the rest of the show nobody cares yeah. and they were like <laughs> Oh my, oh, that's terrible. That was they like, did that, and then they I, did that. Yeah, but did I work on it? No. They no. should give you money. But <laughs> everybody, I think everybody should. I'm too honest money. in those meetings. I'm too, I'm like, fire everyone, hire Amber Ruffin, cut out two-thirds of the show, and replace uh, Jimmy with David Letterman. I had an interview at, for a show, and I was too honest. So I had a show that was like run by men. It was going to be directed by men and it was written by men. And I got to the show and they were like, do you have any notes on the pilot? And like, I don't really like to be giving notes away for free, but I needed a job. And I was like, (laughs) you, this script does not pass the Bechdel test. And the problem with that is like, okay, like some shit doesn't. But they had a scene where like (laughs) two women were in bed together. No. And then I was like, two women were in bed together talking about men, talking Talking about about men. They had just, they literally fucked. And then the the post-coital conversation was about a man. And then I was like, hey, you don't 
please don't do this. I did not get that job. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, a friend of ours who's an actor on her, like they have everybody self-taping now because Mm -hmm. like they're never going to go back to like in-person auditions, Mm -hmm. I don't think. And um, she was putting herself on tape for this show and at the end of her tape, I was so proud of her because she knew she wasn't going to get the job. And, mm-hmm. like, it's always, like, it's a million to one that you're going to get the job anyway. Yeah. But you do want to make a good impression on the people. But uh, but at the end of the tape, she was like, listen, you know, this probably isn't doing me any favors auditioning for this. But I just want to let you know that, like, the way that you talk about this fat character in your script is fairly horrifying which is a shame because I think the script is funny. And so my hope is that, and I'm not expecting to be in this show, but my hope is that when I see this show on TV later, that you'll have given some thought to like writing this fat character better than you have in this pilot. And so thank you. And I was like so proud of her that she did that. Um, But yeah, she didn't get the role. (laughs) But also like, I'll be curious if they ever come back to her for anything else. Yeah, it's so interesting. You just got to like, you got to really vibe your truth telling. And and sometimes it's not that you don't want to tell the truth, but like, it's a lot of emotional labor to give somebody the truth. Because yeah. like, you'd be like, it's scary. All right. All right. Let me try to help you, even though <laughs> you're in a position of power and it doesn't matter. You don't have to listen to my help, but I can't, exactly. in, I can't in good conscience leave you weirdos like this <laughs> oh my god busy have you ever just like radically told the truth in like an audition or an interview situation and like disemboweled yourself <laughs> what in god's name do you think <laughs> I, I mean obviously i one, know the answer one time yes. one time it us. ended up with us getting a television show four nights a week <laughs> true, true. That's true. so that when they were trying out. for like one they were like, they wanted us to do one, one night a week. And you were I like, was no, in the fucking rather, O'Hare airport. I'd rather not, not do call. It. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. Nope. Here's what I'm going to say. You got to just, you got to go for it. You have to do it. <laughs> Never. I was, that was insane. Uh, um, but I don't know. Like, I think I got to a point acting wise where like, if I disagreed with the way that a character was written or what I just wouldn't go audition for it. Right. Oh yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not changing. Anymore. Yeah, like I, I'm not changing I these. I don't people's. do cops anymore because I am a abolitionist and I also don't believe in the police system. But one of the things where I just like stop auditioning for cop stuff is that like it's propaganda. Um but <laughs> the thing about the cop thing is that they always wanted me to be like this black character who was like rooting for a white detective who was doing something wrong. Right. Like, you know, like we have this thing where like all the white detectives are like, I'm not going to listen to you, Captain. I'm going to go take the law into my own. Like we literally have right. the entire, and it was always me being like, hey, Jake, do that. And I was right. like, no, no, no black woman in her right mind who became a cop. Is gonna go to a white detective and be like, "Yeah, go off the grid, baby." I was like, "Don't send me no more of this shit. I'm not auditioning for this. Do not do that. I'm not doing it." So, like, yeah. I have a question <laughs> for you, Shantira. If yeah. you received a script that yeah. was like a character that was a black 
woman cop who was very conflicted and possibly, like, having doubts about whether she believed in policing herself at all, would you consider it? Or no. would you not? No cops. No they don't cops. need me. They got plenty of people being <laughs> cops. They don't fucking need me. I'm nobody. I ain't right. nobody. What they I gonna like do? it. I like no, it. No, 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 no. I want to... Marvel? I'd like to be an X-Men? <laughs> I want to do that. Which mutant uh, do you want to be? Oh my gosh, I just want to be an X-Men. I, my favorite X-Men is Gambit, but we're not going to do no gender swaps. Like, I just love Gambit. So Marvel, call me. Let me be in something. I ain't got to be nothing big because I'm not trying to give you 10 years of my life. Just let me be like a tertiary X-Men and I show up every four or five years and I get to go to Comic-Con. Call me for that. CBS, I would like to reboot Jag. I like to play a lawyer. I think that's fun. I love that kind of drama. <laughs> Let me wear a uniform and then be like, ah, that's fun. Um, not to also, be rude, but yeah. Jag's not still on. That no, show. no. Jag's one of it the feels few like it could be. Jag's gone. And I'm like, let me be a cool lawyer. And I want to be in uh, like a fight. I'll fight the jet. That's fun to me, but also propaganda. But I would like to guest star so I can get a lot of money off the replays on other shows. And then finally, <laughs> a sitcom where I'm like six on the call sheet. I don't want to be Steve Urkel. I want to be like Stefan. Like to I be fair, be- to be fair, Steve <laughs> Urkel probably started off sixth on the call sheet. Steve and he Urkel was just was, such a breakout, breakout he star. Well, that, he did. That's what happened. Um, Carl Winslow, what's his name? Um, his real name. I'm this, but Carl Reginald Bell Johnson. Yes, Reginald Bell Johnson was coming off of Die Hard, right? Oh, I remember coming off of Die Hard. And they were doing a vehicle for him. That show was supposed to be about him. Then Steve Urkel showed up and then he was supposed to be a guest star. And then the ratings were so good and everybody loved him so much that the show became about Steve Urkel. But that show was supposed to be Carl Winslow's show. Like King of Queens. Like it was family matters. His family. Not the neighbor matters. Not the kids. Not the the neighbors. And like all the adults like kind of hated Jaleel yeah. White, right? Because is they that were true? Like, yeah, I think yeah. they were. This is I some old hot goss, guys. This, this is, is old hot goss. Yes, I, I think they were like. What the said fuck? He was like a brat at the time, which I'm like, yeah, he's uh, a child. All children are like, brats. But I think like I don't know. It kind of, it kind of read to me like, well, I get it. Like he came on the show, you know. He was like, he was supposed to be there one time, and it became yeah. it became his show. He stole the show. So, so anyway, that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't want to play no cop, but I do want to do those three things. Yeah. Or just give me a check because you don't want to hear me anymore. I'll go away. I'll take some hush money. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. I will say, I think Julio White stayed in my town in Connecticut one time, and my husband oh. ran into him. And as an adult, he was lovely to my husband. He was delightful. But that's all I can say. I'm not going to write a letter, you know. <laughs> no. Any of the cast of of Family Matters you. who say they didn't like Julio White. I'm not going to say he was nice to my husband one listen, time. Listen, don't Doesn't be matter. doing that kind of stuff for me. What I have learned from TikTok, I'm a TikTok girl, is that as soon as you go on there being like, this is my man, I love him, he's so good, that motherfucker going to embarrass the fuck out of you. <laughs> he's going to embarrass you. As soon as you put that motherfucker on man, you in it's trouble. Like, this is the thing. You can't, like, if someone is, you have to accept that people are not who... Guys, I'm I'm I have COVID. 
just, I sound like such a fucking idiot right now. I just you have it. COVID and you're like, listen, you get every gold star for showing up today. You get every truly, gold star. Truly, I was. Thank you. All, but truly all I've been doing like for the last 48 hours now, get this asshole barking at me. What do you want? You want to play? I know, but I can't. I don't have any energy. She's Come sick. Here. Gina, she's sick. No, but all I've been doing for the last like 48 hours is sitting in my bed um, at the apartment. I don't have a television in in my bedroom and my and my internet doesn't really work well. In, yeah. So like I can't watch you any gotta, streaming shows. You got to get more than one router. Well, that's I, now I know that. Should have called you. me. I just talking to Apple. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but I know I need to get I need to get one, but I don't. This has been, you know, I'm it's fly by the seat of my pants right now. You Absolutely. know, I've got COVID. Yeah. So um, so I've just been sitting in my bed with my phone and I've just been like, it's just been straight up memes. Like yes. so many memes that I've just truly like every I know, I think at this point right now, I know every meme that exists. I'm not <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Well- can I say this too about just scrolling and like, that's why I've been gardening, bring it back. Cause I've been like, let me get the fuck up off the internet. Here's the thing. Okay. You want to know who I think is having a better weekend than they thought they would have had? Joe Jonas. Oh my God, totally. He gets to revamp his whole PR thing because he was the news until he, ha- you want to know who Mila and Ashton's biggest fans are right now? Yes. The fucking Joe Jonas PR team. Because Jonas. the queer was beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he get to go home, tuck his tail in between his legs and be like, totally. guys, we get to revamp. But I'm bringing it up because I want everybody, don't want everybody to forget. But that he was is, trash. That was trash. That, that is the one who's really having the weekend of his life. Because he was getting dragged like a motherfucker. My favorite headline from that, I mean, and not that I have a favorite. Like, it's very sad. Two people are getting divorced. Their children Mm -hmm. involved. But my favorite headline was that one of their biggest fights was about the Hollywood Bowl, where she wanted to take the shuttle, but he wanted to park at the Hollywood Bowl, and they were stuck (laughs) in stacked parking for hours after a show. And that was one of their their marriage-ending fights. Which, by the way, like, it sounds trivial but it's not trivial at no, fucking it, all it's all building so like yeah what and it's indicative is, of something yeah. you know it's like and it's also like you um like let people have like the dignity of their own experience right yeah. so like you know that she absolutely was like i think we should take the shuttle because <laughs> because that's sensible. And then shuttle probably get its own, the same way a bus get its own route, shuttle probably got its own route, will be out of there. And you know he fought her tooth and nail to be like, no, I'm right. And she said, okay. Okay. We're, okay. You know she knew she was right. We'll Let find people out. have the dignity of their own experience and just watch them implode. So <laughs> it's none of my business. All right, sure. I'm going to bring an extra stack for me, bring some a uh, little charger for me, make sure I'm taken care of because I know we're going to be sitting here. And then oh I love it. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Joe Jonas, he's having the weekend of his fucking life because he gets a redo. Yeah, it's a redo. We didn't forget, but I learned about PR working with Busy because I don't know nothing about PR. Busy would be like, this is what PR firms do. And I'd be like, girl, 
I didn't know that. So like, as soon as I saw old uh, Ashton in the news, uh, my first thought was, I bet Joe's so happy. Got, yeah. They got a new white man's name in their mouth. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. The crisis PR firms in Hollywood are very busy right now. Mm-hmm. They're very busy. Oh my gosh. Um, well, do you want to say what you're doing your best at, Busy, before you collapse? I was just going to say I'm about to collapse. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what I'm... I mean, I feel like we just did the podcast. I don't know what we, I'm doing my we best We did. At. We're doing... Well, we should say we're doing the podcast early because, well, A, Shantira was gracious enough to join us, and so we had to jump Yay. on that opportunity. But also, our editor is out of the country, and so we're gonna be going through some things trying to get this out <laughs> to you. So that's why... <laughs> We're doing it early, We're gonna but be going through some things. <laughs> um, but we did not, not for fact, nothing. There's gonna there, guys. You don't know this, but there's a lot of edits in this podcast today. Mm-hmm. I yeah. said a bunch of shit, and I told them they got to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also am thinking about some things I said that I'm like, we're gonna have to cut that out too. <laughs> So we're going to be doing our best to get the podcast out on time. I think that but we'll that's what, what I'm doing. I mean, honestly, that is what I'm doing my best at because truly I was like sleeping. I've been having the, obviously, the craziest fucking dreams. Fever COVID dreams. dreams. COVID dreams. Some fever dreams ain't no joke. That shit's crazy. Like it was like, it's been some ugh, like weird ass shit where I would, like, then I would wake up and I'm like, wait, did that happen? What's... Oh, that's the worst when you don't know if it happened. Got to do a little Palo Santo before you go to sleep. Okay, I have some. I will. And you don't have your smell, correct? You can't smell? No, I lost my smell and taste, which has never happened to me before. Biz, I do have, I got some advice. Well, first, are you using like a steroid nasal spray? No. That is helpful, I was told by my doctor. But also, um, it we is. all lost our... Sm- because yeah. steroids... Well, because can I just can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. when I had... Remember when I had my sinus surgery and I used... Right. I lost my sense of smell briefly from steroids, from a steroid oh, spray. Oh, really? That's yeah, interesting. So I don't know. Huh. Well, ask Here's your the- doctor. Ask your doctor if steroid You're nasal not a doctor. spray... Is for you. <laughs> no. But one thing that I think m- won't have any bad side effects, but when we all lost our smell because of COVID, um, which is like a panicky feeling if it hasn't happened to you to like lose your I sense really, of smell. Yeah. I mean, I guess since it had happened that one time after my surgery. Mm-hmm. Right. But this was really fucking weird. I actually, <laughs> the moment I realized it, I is recorded on my Instagram story. Yeah, because you were eating soup, right? I was. I had like w- been waiting for the soup to come and then the soup showed up and I was like, this just tastes like fucking nothing. So I can't believe I waited <laughs> an hour and 45 minutes for this soup. This is so stupid. And then I was like, wait, it doesn't smell like anything either. <gasps> oh no. And it You're like, like hit the me angry all angry people on the Yankee Candle yes. reviews who are like, this candle doesn't smell like anything. And then everyone's like, you have COVID, yeah. you dumb it's the, bitch. It's the Yankee Candle COVID litmus. It's like if you go to Amazon and look at all of the, uh, anytime there's a COVID spike, there's a, um, a spike in really one, two, and three star reviews oh of the Yankee Candle. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. I didn't know that. I was going to say what we did is that we had like um, a mostly empty jar of peanut butter and we all smelled it every day and tried to really focus on the smell of peanut butter, like remembering the smell of peanut butter. And that was really funny. That was the first smell of peanut butter too. (laughs) Because I was was like, that's the the 
biggest smell is peanut butter. Yes. I think lemons, <clears throat> too. We tried to smell peanut butter and lemons, like, every day. So there's day. a thing. So somebody, uh, a listener of the pod, already responded to my Instagram yeah. stories and said there's something called, like, it's, like, called olfactory retraining. Yeah, smell training. And you use, and it's lemon, eucalyptus, Ooh. rose, and clove, I think. Okay, that's don't it's like very nice. Those are the four scents. And you I don't use, like rose either, but I like the other three. I, I do not like rose. You know, allergic. I'm allergic to it. Okay, I don't like rose. And then just one side tidbit, uh, I don't like the taste of rose. Like, I don't like the taste of rose. And I don't like the taste of lavender. I like the idea of liking it, but when yeah. I taste it, I don't like it. But go back but to that. The other three flavors, yes. You're supposed to like sniff it for 15 seconds each, yeah. focusing on the flavor twice a day. I don't fucking know, dude. I guess I'll do it. Do I mean, it. I mean, listen. Do three out of the four. Don't do the rose. Yeah. I'm not going to do, do the rose because I'm allergic to rose. I'll yeah. probably, I'll do lavender instead of rose. Nice, I'll just though. do peanut butter. Go ahead. <laughs> do peanut butter. I swear to God, that was the first thing we were like, I remember in December we were like, we can smell, I can smell the peanut butter a little bit. <laughs> but we weren't sure if it was like, again, like, did this really your happen? Brain. If it's like you're mentally, like, you know so well what peanut butter smelled like, but that was the first thing that we all smelled again. And then when I was we kind of thinking smell. like, maybe I should do one of this, because I've been thinking about, I've been very unhealthily eating in the last but you've been month. Happy, Chantira, right? I've had a lot of, there's been a lot. <laughs> you've been happy been, about everything you put in your mouth. That's what I know. What? It's on, I say, but you was happy eating it, right? It so I've been happy. Good. Well, yeah, like I've been having a really, I've, this is the Chantira we don't need to get, but I've had a really like heart, my best friend died. I from, know, I saw. Yeah. And, um, so and then Birdie went to boarding school. And I really miss her so much. Yeah. And um, and it's just been fucking hard. And like the only thing that's brought me joy is all the food. <laughs> so I was like, eat. maybe I can use this moment as a reset and like just do like some like real healthy fucking eating vibes. Well, you can't taste it. So you might as well just eat. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, just eat sad but shit. But I get it. When I went to Chicago, I bought two moon pies. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to do it. I would eat two deep dish pies. Yeah. You guys, I just ordered pizza, by the way. You're like me when I got my tonsils out and I tried to order nachos from Pizzeria Uno. <laughs> so I was like, okay. this totally makes sense to eat. Well, that no, because I'm not, I'm not gonna damage the <laughs> the very raw tonsils that are healing. But your tummy I just wants can't it. taste anything. But your tummy wants it. So good. my tummy wants it. My brain wants it. The reason why I've been eating cake. <laughs> But you know what? I'm glad you're enjoying the textures, mm-hmm. right? Well, you now. Can still, you can still enjoy the textures. I'm going to get some pizza. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as you should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe I probably maybe shouldn't be eating dairy still, but whatever, because the sinus. Girl. Is. Just do the best you can. You eat okay. some dairy. You got it. <laughs> I'm That's doing... the least of our problems. <laughs> Wait, did I say, what am I even doing my best at? Doing this podcast. I think That's what I'm doing. I just said, like, showing right. up and you had what to are you doing your best and you at, had to Casey? lie down. I'm doing my best at, I decided that I want to have, like, a plus size clothing sale, like, jamboree, <gasps> like oh, a yeah, plus I size. Yeah. yeah. So I posted on Instagram. I'm always nervous. I'm a real Mary Tyler Moore throwing a party. Like, I'm always nervous that people are going to be like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. 
uh, I would never go to that. But that wasn't the case. A bunch of people were like, I would love to come. I would love to participate. People shared it with their friends. So, yeah. So, and now I'm accountable to do it, you know, because I told Mm -hmm. a bunch of people I was going to do it. And then I can clear out my closets and pass along some things to people that will dig them. And I won't have to feel guilty about not wearing those things. And it's like, uh, you know, sustainable and earth friendly and all that. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And I think it'll be fun. We'll see. That could be a disaster. You never know. I love that. A disaster in LA is usually still pretty fun. (laughs) How about you, Shantira? What are you doing your best at? I'm doing my best at um, gardening, Um, not because I'm like growing a lot of food, like I would love to be better at growing stuff, but I am doing better about not being so precious about the plants or the things that are growing. Like I'm really like trying to just be like, if it wants to grow, it will. And me desperately trying to like keep every tomato plant alive on the fucking planet, even when it's like, girl, it's 100 degrees, I want to die. Like, <laughs> letting it go, which I think is a good metaphor for a lot of things. But I really I was am, just going like, to say, I feel like that's, metaphorically yeah, speaking, that's like where we all need to be. like, you plant a seed, because like, I've been doing a lot of stuff planting from seed, and like, it grows, and then like, a goddamn squirrel will rip it out, and I'll be like, in shambles. But then it's like, you know what? That squirrel needed it. That squirrel doesn't have a grocery store. I helped the squirrel. So I'm doing a lot better at like just trying to be like, you know, like I think also we're like, if what is for you is for you and nobody can take it away from you. It's the same thing with the plants. If the cucumber wants to grow here, it will. And if it just wants to sprout a couple of flowers and then peace out, I absolutely get it. Earth is crazy right now, girl. If you want to die, go ahead. Don't write that. But like, this is not for people. This is for plants. Okay. (laughs) Stay alive, people. But if oh your God. little fig wants to peace out, let her go. <laughs> Shantira, I have missed you so much and your infinite <laughs> wisdom. And also clearly the ghosts have showed up. Because I know. What is happening? Yeah, right I don't going fucking on. know. But all of a sudden, look at the light in my... What is happening? Busy you guys, this like is like... flashing lights is this, in her I, apartment. Am I Sigourney Weaver? Is all I'm going to say. And I don't want to see If I am, where get, is my fucking listen. Bill Murray? Here's the thing. I'm just going to be real black with you for a second. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get the fuck <laughs> out of Busy's house. Get out. Not have time for that. Yeah, I don't want to see you get possessed live on, on Zoom on. and then I have to have give it to peoplemagazine.com. Nice I have to listen, give it to Listen, ghost. Listen, ghost. Get out of the house. You've been fucking around ever since we've been on this Zoom and we do not have time for it. That's why Gino's been barking. I know. Oh my gosh. What was it? I mean, I just shut the light off, so. It was just like a blinking. I will say, when I worked in the nursing home, there was like, um, music would come on at a certain time in the middle of the night, every night, and in this woman's room who had passed away, and everybody was like, it was the talk of the nursing home when I came back from (laughs) vacation, how they were like, every night music goes on in her room, and at the same time, and then I went down there, and I was like, it's the clock radio. No one (laughs) never unplugged the clock radio, so. I actually have to say, similarly to the um the faucet I, I think this I think this has more to do with some electrician not quite <laughs> tying the last wire together than it does the ghost the veil being but thin. listen I told them to get out so yeah, they're out they're <laughs> just out. in case just, just in out, case sure. get the fuck out she needs to rest here I really pizza. have missed you so much I'm, it's, yes. I'm, getting, I'm really getting emotional right now I miss Aww. you I'm so glad that you're 
living life, doing well, thriving and surviving even through this fucking unholy time. And just trying to know. grow tomatoes. And growing tomatoes. <laughs> and I want to see more of you. And next time I'm in LA, we have to like actually hang out so that. Yeah, hit me up. I'm not going nowhere. We'll go get pizza that you can taste yeah. hopefully by then. Guys, I'm going to do that smell stuff and we're I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> You're going to be fine. You're going to come to LA. Also, it's, I don't know, the sunshine opens up your pores. You'll be able to smell better when you get here. Shakira. <laughs> the, building, the buildings are blocking the air from going in your nose, Fizzy. You have <laughs> can to come tell you and something? go to Runyon. <laughs> I was like crying. I was crying on the phone to Mark today and he was like, well, like, I don't know what he was saying. And then I was like, I just like, I just this and that, and I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> and he didn't hear me say live here. He thought uh-huh. I said live. Uh-huh. And he was like, busy, busy, listen, listen to me. And he like got all serious. And I was like, wait, what did you think I just said? Yeah. I was like, no, Mark, no, no. I'm sick and I miss our child and I don't love New York. Like <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to live. I want to live. Yeah, I, I just live. I'm like, I just want to live in a place where I can have like my big fucking house and a pool again. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the sunshine. You're, listen, you, you're talking to the right bitch because you know New York hates my fucking guts. I know. Uh, you were York so miserable so in New York. I oh. never, I tell you, you know how miserable I was. I went back to Tallahassee and that is all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's all, all you need, need to know. know. I said, let me go to Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> because this city is being my ass. So no, I get it. I get it. So let me tell you, the city said, you got one more day here, bitch. Get the yeah. fuck out. And oh I said, you gotta tell me twice. But see, Shantira, that was my problem. <laughs> LA kicked me the fuck out. I got kicked out of LA. Well, I mean, maybe like I went back to like kind of like re uh like renew my relationship with New York because yeah. we were so hostile to each other. I was gonna and say was maybe like, you just had a fight. Yeah, we yeah. I was like we, but like they was beating my ass. I, at, at some point, you gotta like once somebody down, they be like, okay, white flag. You gotta stop beating people ass. But New York is beating my ass. So then I went and I was like, I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have a little kiki. Let me tell you, everything I still hated. Restaurants on fire. Two restaurants I went to. One was just closed on a Wednesday. Monday and a Tuesday, I understand. I went no. to one restaurant and then it was just like, we don't be open on Wednesdays. I was like, let me get the fuck out of this city. No. So like, it, you can renew your relationship with the city in a way. Because the last time I left, it was really bad. Okay. I mean, yeah. I just, I actually, I actually saw, I mean, I couldn't, this is the thing. I saw an apartment that came up for sale today. The problem, mm-hmm. my living situation's not great. That's yeah. the truth. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're sacrificing yourself for like the for good my child. of, yeah, for mm-hmm. your children. Right now. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. and I feel like if I lived in Los Angeles, it would be a lot easier on me. It would. Los Angeles, I truly, genuinely believe this. Mentally, Los Angeles provides you with things that help you mentally that New York yeah. doesn't. Also, I yeah. like went to like Sedona and went to like a retreat or whatever. Aww. And it was talking about how um like the vortexes, you know, yeah. you know, vortex. So how like Sedona's a vortex, LA's a vortex, and New York is a vortex, right? But the energy is absolutely different. So the energy in 
in LA and Sedona is from um, the sacral up. So it's a lot of brightness lifting you up. New York is sacral down, money, power, strength, and it's pulling you. It's pulling you down constantly. But pulling you so. down to the earth. But see, I this is actually really interesting that you say that mm-hmm. because I'm a person in Ayurvedic medicine mm-hmm. that's like hot only from like my solar plexus up. Mm-hmm. So like I actually, my whole thing is that I have to be dragged down? down. Yes. Well, here's the thing. New York's going to drag a motherfucker. Maybe yeah, it does. <laughs> New York's going to drag a motherfucker. New York's a brick. <laughs> Yeah, and it's pulling you. It's it's really like mm, grounded energy. And then LA is like, no, I like ass. I don't like. It's not good for me. <laughs> New York was hard for me. I think you've probably felt the same way, Shantira. I was like, not only does it kick your ass, it's really hard. Like, and I'm sure it you noticed when you ass. came from New York to LA is just that like it's hard to make that adjustment because people are much more casual here. So mm-hmm. for me, I was like, like work harder, work faster, like take this more seriously because I was so like, New Yorky. Mm, and everyone was like, no, I mean, if it gets done, it gets done, whatever. But I just found New York to be so lonely. Even when I was around so many other people, I just felt so lonely. Well, I would also say when you were like, I put a post on the internet for people to come to my party. In LA, people will come. Ain't nobody coming to New York. Right. No. Ain't nobody fucking coming to your party. Ain't nobody coming. Because the train will just shut off and you might not be able to get home. Like, nobody's fucking going anywhere. It's hard to have friends in New York who aren't like, that's why friends was on the same goddamn floor. They knew if somebody lived in Williamsburg and somebody else fucking lived in, like, (laughs) like, what, some other borough, they would be like, no, never. Right. You guys, the amount of times that I've seen Michelle is, has I can count on one hand. Yeah. Like, that's insane. We yeah, live in the same fucking city. You cannot, you, you're like, oh, we're going to see each other. No, you're not. Because it takes Too a far. ferry, a plane. You got to take a motorcycle. You got to do an underground tunnel, take a secret elevator with a code that only opens with your eyes. And then you can see somebody like. Yeah. Plus you'll probably fall down. You'll <laughs> get like rubbed up against by someone. Your nose ring will get stuck in someone's hair. I've had that happen. 52 rats. Just, it's a lot. Rats. So just know that we agree with you. <laughs> we're here. We're we're here. And even though the pizza is not very good here in Los Angeles, it's not. We can get pizza when you come. Okay. No. But by the way, I literally want, have been wanting Fresh Bros. <laughs> I love I've never Fresh been Bros. There. What? That's I've what I would. Or, we would order from. I know that's not I a know. place you go to. I've never yeah. been there before. But also, I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of sirens. This seems very stressful. <laughs> That's like the fifth siren. I do like, have my win. I do have my window open to get a little fresh air. Like, what's window, happening? My window is closed, and ain't not one siren be by me. <laughs> I know, but that. But you remember that I lived in Hollywood, where there were sirens nonstop oh, and oh, helicopters. Yeah. Helicopters. It was like I've always yeah. lived. You know what I'm? You know where I'm at in my life? I'm at the point where, like, when I find my next partner, person, the love person like partner mm-hmm. I'm like I want to like I want to live off off the grid upstate like I want to live in the wilderness busy no you don't you want to <laughs> do that for a day or two you, don't you guys do I do you don't know me yeah, I do I, I want to do pottery I want to do my fucking you, bad art and why I want to just be like off the grid I want to be on the grid I need all the grid I want a grid I might want a solar grid Oh, you want to be on the grid, busy. 
Okay, okay a solar green. grid. You want to green. You want <laughs> a little further away from I everybody. Live, yeah. Further away from. I just want to live like. I just want to live like. But you want to be on the trees. Green. The pizza among is not trees. coming to your house with a phone call if you off the grid, busy. Okay, okay, you you're right. Just you, you're, you're right. Your grid, you got to have one road. Into That's right. House. I okay. I want to live. I like actually want to live like near where I had had that house before, like right. upstate where there's like a little a little town where they've got a pizza place and they have yeah. a candy store and they've got a coffee shop and like. You need to up, be somewhere where they have one twenty four hour like coming. Yes. Then they have a gas station. To, yeah. Yes. You got to be able to get up and be like, damn, I need a coke. Like yes. That's, That's right. Slow. You want yes, to find what I want. I don't want to be need like, to find your home. No, mm-hmm. I just want to like, yes, that's what I need to find. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I got to, I'm going to lie down. You got to go lay down. Okay. Yeah. Love you guys Shantira, so thank you, you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you having me. We love everybody. you. We miss you guys. too. Everybody misses you so much. People are constantly <laughs> asking us and now here you are. Let's not make it another two years. Let's make it she's, sooner. No. She's doing great. I'm around. I'm around. She's doing her best. I am. I really am. Now that ain't that the truth. Me and my goddamn tomatoes are doing our best. <laughs> um, I love we'll you guys. We'll talk to you all soon. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh no.